you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the NFL Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Michael Fabiano alongside the Fantasy Viper, Graham Barfield. And, uh... Happy Halloween. Did we go out last night, do anything crazy? I went out uh, last weekend, so I kind of got my, my Halloween fill there. Uh, mm-hmm. Went out, walked around the neighborhood, saw a bunch of costumes last night, which is cool. Yeah. Uh, I'm, man, I love when people go out for ho- all out for Halloween. It's such a, it's it's such so a much fun, fun yeah. holiday. It's I such a fun I love it, dude. For everybody. I love it. You know, for um, the adults, because they get to you know sit back and watch their kids and yep. uh, and, and you know have a few adult beverages as they, as they stroll by. And for the kids, they get to... You know, throw up after they eat you know, six pounds of candy. Well, it's incredible. what happens is that the parents end up eating all the candy, and then yeah. you know you put on five pounds. So yeah, Matthew went as uh, Pennywise. Ooh, and, nice! Uh, I posted it on my IG, Michael underscore right Fabian underscore. He was good. I'll check it out right now. He was. It's, I love that. It's movie. creepy, bro. I you love little kid, that even movie. dressed up like that. It was creepy. So uh, we had some fun, although out past my bedtime. Oh my god! Isn't that good? Wow. Yeah, yeah. it is really good. Yeah, he. Uh, he, he looked really good. We, we, had, we got that costume. We ordered it from Amazon. It came out of China. <laughs> it took like a China. month to get it. And Sweet. then, uh, yeah, Anna knocked out the makeup. And, yeah, uh, it's killer. Yeah. That's awesome. It was a lot of fun. We had, uh, we had a good time. Can't believe it's already November 1st. So before we get into last night's game, let's go behind the glass and welcome our friend Nabil. What's up, bro? Hey, how you doing? You uh, you getting ready to see your Packers at StubHub in what will be a home game for Green Bay in Los Angeles? <laughs> I was about to say. Oh yeah, I'm excited. Uh, I, I want to ch- check out and see how StubHub is. Are you? You're, are you going? Yeah, I'm going. Awesome, man. Yeah, yeah. so I sh- I'm pretty excited. To yeah, see. that's gonna be uh, that's gonna be like sixty percent cheese heads. I bet. Yeah, yeah. so it'll be like fifteen thousand out of the twenty five thousand, right? Yeah, it is Something unbelievable. Like I mean, at some point the NFL's got to say, you know what? Maybe the Chargers should have stayed. Well, they will be our uh, our neighbors here in a few few years. Yeah, next year. Yep. All right. Well, let's uh, let's kick things off with uh, that bananas game last night. And 
I had to watch a little bit of on Game Pass because I was out trick-or-treating with my kid, and uh, so it was kind of hard to um, pay close attention to yeah. it. I've been, like watching it on my phone on my NFL Fantasy app, um, trying to avoid getting run over by people who are walking aimlessly, not looking where they're going because they're trying to get candy. But um, this game was... It, it, it went the way we thought it was supposed to, and then in some aspects it didn't, right? So, like... Jimmy Garoppolo was like one of my sleepers at quarterback this week. I didn't expect him to have four touchdowns, but if you started him, you had a nice start to the week. Uh, he, he had his best game ever uh, from a fantasy perspective. We we knew George Kittle was going to go off, which we had that early scare with the knee. Uh, he came out and had 79 yards and a touchdown, so he had that big game. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders. Oh, man. Who has, I mean, and, and you, you've talked about this. Oh, man. This dude is a medicinal, medical <laughs> surgical miracle no kidding i mean he not only not only that i mean so the dude is is now you know he's 32 years old he's coming off an achilles tear gets traded mid-season uh and and basically has already looked like their their clear-cut number one receiver he is he is gonna have fabs Manny Sanders is going to have a monster second half here. They get the Seahawks, Cardinals, and Packers over the next three games, mm-hmm. all of which are at home. 49ers have already had their bye. Uh, they get the Falcons in week 15 for fantasy championship weeks. Yep. Manny Sanders, man, he's, he's going to have a monster he second half. He made Patrick Peterson look bad. Well, that's the thing, man. Like, that's the thing. Patrick Peterson is getting up there in age, and you can kind of, yeah. like, you know, you can kind of throw away from, from mm-hmm. Patrick Peterson in this offense. The Cardinals, the rest of the Cardinals cornerback and cornerbacks in their secondary are just so burnable. So I feel like the one thing that didn't go the way we had thought was Tevin Coleman. Now, Coleman had 12 carries. He was out-touched by Matt Breida, and Breida was the far better back. Now, I believe in that game, Coleman had a touchdown called back because of a hold. But overall, Brito was the better back. So it's a little bit disheartening for fantasy owners because we had seemingly come to the conclusion based on the numbers that Coleman was the guy. Yeah. And Brito was going to end up being more of a complimentary runner. 49ers had a hard time running the ball last night. Which was odd. Yeah, it was odd because Brita had that 31-yard run, but outside of that, he didn't really do too much Mm -hmm. explosively. Tevin Coleman really should have ripped off like a 50-yard-plus game. I don't know if you saw the play, but Tevin dropped a screen, and there's basically Yes, 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 I saw that on Game Pass, yes. Yeah, there was no one in front of him. Yep, Uh, so... If you started Coleman, listen, man, I did, and I mean, he's coming off a four-touchdown game, good matchup, didn't happen. Uh, Hopefully... We'll get back to the Coleman as the as the lead dog in this backfield. Really, this moving forward. Really, the story here is just Jimmy G just diced him up. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Now on the Cardinals side, I'm going to eat a little crow here, um, and I'm not the only person in the industry that did not like Kenyon Drake. I just didn't. Uh, he, he he didn't have much time to come in and learn the offense. He was going in against a defense that had not given up a top thirty running back outside of Christian McCaffrey, and Christian McCaffrey would would smoke the 85 bears. So I didn't like Drake. I, I, I hated the Drake <laughs> and the Drake. He kicked butt in this game. He looked great. 7.3 yards per rush. He had four catches for 52 yards, ended up with a monster stat line. Now, I, I, a lot of us out there have David Johnson. I'm one of them um, in one of my 12 leagues. And now I'm a little bit concerned because Drake looked really good. And when David Johnson comes back, I fear that that featured role that he had is going to uh, have evaporated. Yeah, I, you know, I'm not sure if if what the Cardinals will do over the next couple of weeks, because Chase Edmonds is still a major question mark here. He's it sounds like he's going to miss a few weeks with a hamstring, that hamstring injury. But yeah, I mean, Kenyon Drake was awesome last night. It's almost awesome. It's almost like he should have uh, he should have had a featured role in Miami there. <laughs> uh, well, he did for about. One half of a season, and he was great. I, look, I don't know what Adam Gase and Brian Flores, those guys, were doing with uh, with Drake. He's obviously, every single time we've seen Kenyon Drake in a, some sort of featured role where he's, you know, playing 60% of the yep. team snaps, he looks great. And last night, good. 19 touches, 162 yards from scrimmage. And you mentioned it. I mean, this is a that fantastic defense. Um, now, granted, the Cardinals... They they run a ton of spread, which kind of lightens up boxes. Mm-hmm. And Kenny Drake mm-hmm. ran into a ton of light boxes last night, which really helps efficiency wise. But yeah, man, Drake Drake's for real. You know the thing is, I, you know when DJ does come back, um, even if he's, he's still not, the starter, right? Even if but, it's not the featured role where he's playing like eighty percent of snaps, mm-hmm. but like th- this offense is so conducive for running back fantasy points. It, you know, 
DJ can still be a low end RB one splitting time with in some sort of timeshare with with Drake. Yeah. And I think people are going to feel a little bit more comfortable now because, you know, I had mentioned on TV yesterday that, you know, the Cardinals have the Niners and the Bucks who have the number one rushing defense. And then they have the Niners again. And then they have a bye. Of course, that second game against San Francisco is on the road. That might be a little bit tougher sledding, but we're not sure when David Johnson's coming back. Uh, Kyler Murray is another one, man. And he didn't have a great game until that 88 yarder to Andy Isabella. And that basically put him from eh, performance to 23 points. Yeah, rock solid. I mean, based on that that 88-yard score, Andy Isabella, uh, we've all been kind of waiting for this, for, for Andy Isabella to do something this year. I mean, I think yep. before that, he had just had two or three catches. Uh, still basically did not play, though. Only had like 13 snaps last night, mm-hmm. but obviously ripped off a huge gain and, and, uh, and, and kind of showed, I think, what we liked out of Andy Isabella coming out of college, right? It's like he's a extremely fast, explosive playmaker, but obviously he's had some issues earning playing time with this team. And and maybe this will get him a few more snaps down the road. Uh, And uh, Larry Fitzgerald predictably had another stinker. Uh, 7.8 points has now scored fewer than eight points in three straight games, has had fewer than 12 points in four of his last five games. His his targets have just completely evaporated. And Christian Kirk being back is not going to help. And Kirk didn't have a big game either. So the the fantasy relevant Cardinals wide receivers really were bust last night. Uh, Fitzgerald was a little bit, uh, more predictable. We thought that Christian Kirk, because of the target share, because of the number of routes he runs, it was going to be the guy. But, you know, it was Andy Isabella. Keyshawn Johnson had a touchdown in the game as well. So um, moving forward, I feel like if you have Kyler Murray, you have to have a little more confidence in him because he had two stinkers in a row and then he put up this big stat line against the Niners. Next week, he's got the Bucks. Oh, yeah. That's really a, good that's start. A great spot. Then he's got a road game against San Francisco, which uh, at that point, we'll be talking about that. So if you started Kenyon Drake, uh, you're smarter than me and you're smarter than a lot of people in the industry because that was a, a big time fade. But congratulations uh, on what was a great performance. Now, let's move on to the week nine matchups. We have four teams on a bye this week. So uh, let's kick things off in London with the Texans and the Jaguars. And first, let's talk about the injuries, Graham. Yeah, not much to note in this game outside of D.D. Westbrook. He's been battling this like neck shoulder injury for a few weeks uh did not practice earlier in the week he's probably trending towards a game time call and fabs if he does not play i kind of like chris conley's a little I, sleeper in this i like him a game. lot and guys remember that is a very early game if you're it's on the west coast unfortunately you got to get up early to Ugh. find out who's inactive and who's uh who, who's going to be in there that's so, a 6 30 game so if you're on the west coast you got to be up at five to yes. check out inactive yep <laughs> and chris conley i picked up in a couple leagues i'm going to play him he's had 33 fantasy points in his last two games and Houston's been dreadful against wide receivers all season long. So even if Westbrook is in, I still like Conley Agreed. as as a as a bye week replacement. But um, if if Didi is out, then more targets. Uh, Gardner Minshew is a tremendous play this week. And uh, I mentioned it on the show. There was like six Gardner Minshews around here yesterday. That was like the popular costume here at the National Football. I am shocked. They were all over the place. All over the place. Um, Let's go to uh, the Jaguars. DJ Chark, uh, we'll continue with the Jaguars. Excuse me, DJ Chark must start in in a just ridiculously great matchup again against this Texans defense, which has just gotten gashed all season long by receivers who line out wide. So uh, get him into your starting lineup. No question about that, Leonard Fournette. It's an obvious one. Now to the Houston side, Deshaun Watson's dealing with that eye injury. And all indications are that he will play. So unless there is some sort of setback, keep him in your lineup in this contest. What I do have a little bit of concern about is that backfield situation, because this is not a great matchup for Carlos Hyde. Yeah, you know, Carlos Hyde this year is just, you know, he even though the Texans have looked smart for trading for him, and he's you know definitely acquitted himself as a good player again, uh, Hyde has just basically been a game script type of, you know, running back for, for fantasy this year. I mean, in, in the Texans' four wins, or excuse me, five wins this year, Hyde has seen 19 or more carries four times. And in their three losses, he's been around like 11 carries per game. So, I mean, if you think the Texans are going to go into London and beat the Jags and win, Carlos Hyde is a fine fantasy play. It's just he's extremely touchdown dependent, basically not involved at all as a receiver in their passing game. Yeah, so Carlos Hyde to me is a fade. If you're deep, uh, if you can find a, a an option, uh, at flex because that's basically what Hyde has been most of this season. Uh, Kenny Stills. Kenny Stills is one of those guys where, like, he has that big giant game where nobody started him, and then everyone gets excited about him, and then Will Fuller's out, and you're thinking, ooh, Kenny Stills. And then Kenny Stills. Yeah. He had a bad game. Points. Had a bad game last week. Had a drop that he should have caught. 
Um, but for what it's worth, I mean, it's not like Kenny Stills didn't play. I mean, he played ev- literally every single snap and ran a route on every single one of Deshaun Watson's dropbacks. Just didn't see a lot of targets. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would be willing to go back to, to Stills as a high upside flex. Like if you feel really good about like the floor on your team mm-hmm. and you just are swinging for the fences, I'd be I'd be willing to go back to Stills as a flex play this week. All right, let's move on here. Uh, Bears at Eagles. Injuries, what are we looking at? Yeah, it looks like the, the Eagles are going to get Deshaun Jackson back after this like six to seven week long uh, groin abdomen injury. He's been practicing in a limited fashion all week. Sounds like Doug Peterson is optimistic to get him back. Uh, I don't know if we can necessarily trust him in our fantasy lineups this week, but I think it's great for this offense as a whole if he does come back. Uh, Miles Sanders left last week's game with a shoulder injury, but it sounds it didn't sound too too serious. And I think he's going to play this week. And, mm-hmm. and the Bears really have stayed pretty healthy outside of their offensive line that they've, they've had some issues with um the bears skill position players are pretty healthy this uh coming to this yeah so uh david montgomery is a fade for me a lot of people have to play him yeah but when you look at the numbers uh, that that eagles defense is averaging fewer than three yards per rush at home they're a much better defense at the link than they are on the road so if you have depth montgomery is a fade for me i'm starting Allen robinson uh the eagles have been giving it up to to receivers lined out wide robinson's out there about 61 percent of his routes Mitchell Trubisky, you may look at the matchup on paper and think, well, maybe I could use him in a two-QB league or a super flex league. Don't do it. The Eagles are allowing nine fewer fantasy points to quarterbacks at the link as opposed to on the road. Uh, they, they are they are a much better defense on their home field, and Trubisky has looked god-awful. So, I mean, if those of you are desperate out there, I'd rather play Matt Moore, to be quite honest with you, or Sam Darnold uh, in this matchup. Now, Philadelphia... We got a couple of revenge game scenarios here. Yes. The first one, Jordan Howard going up against his old team. Now, keep in mind, the Bears in their last three games have given up 29-plus fantasy points to Josh Jacobs and Latavius Murray. And then last week, they gave up a touchdown each to Melvin Gordon and Austin Eckler. I love Jordan Howard in this game. Really? Interesting. I think if my, with Miles Sanders back, it just kind of it throws a wrench into this whole backfield here. I, I think Howard's a fine flex play, but like... It, it, the, the thing is, is like if Jordan Howard doesn't score. It's kind of like the Carlos Hyde situation. If Howard doesn't score, it's he's relying on, you know, those you know ripping off a big run or maybe having a big catch in the passing game. And I just don't know if that's necessarily something we can predict week to week. You mentioned, it though, this Bears run defense has really shown signs of cracking recently. But, you know, the committee here is just what really gives me pause. Fabs, what do we do with Zach Ertz? Dude, I mean, you got to keep <laughs> playing them. I like the only scenario where you can bench Zach Ertz is if you were a savvy drafter and you have Mark Andrews on your roster or you also have Darren Waller on your roster. Yeah. But I mean, so. like I have Zach in one league and I, I ha- what am I going to do? Like yeah. th- there's nothing on the waiver wire no. unless I unless I really want to be bold and start Darren Fells over him. Yeah. Which I'm not there or Cameron Brait. I'm not there. That's or Johnny Smith. I'm just not there. Um, although I do like Johnny Smith this week. You got to take your medicine, bro. I mean, yeah. I, don't, I honestly don't know what to do. He has been, uh, over the last couple of weeks, Dallas Goddard has been the better Eagles tight end from a fantasy perspective. I got to keep rolling him out there, man. And, and I'm, I'm, not, I'm not digging it. What I'm hoping is that we see the Zach Ertz from like several years ago where he sucked until Thanksgiving. And then from Thanksgiving on, I don't know what happened. He just, you know, maybe the tryptophan is, is, uh, is sort of just his, his spinach a la Popeye and he goes crazy. But yeah. He, he's he's not been good. He's not been good. Yep. Yep. So I, I'd continue to play Zach Ertz. I'm not playing Carson Wentz this week. Yes. Tough matchup. Uh, even at home, the Bears are giving up fewer than 15 fantasy points per game to quarterbacks this season. So uh, I would fade yeah, the Bear, Carson Wentz. The Bears have been freaking awesome, like against fantasy quarterbacks this year. Like even though their defense has not been as good, they've really limited opposing opposing passers. Uh, again, though, if Deshaun Jackson comes back, I think I, I will be a little bit higher on this offense as a whole. Yeah. Uh, because they just desperately, desperately need some speed on the boundary mm-hmm. to take to take the, the lid off this uh, this offense here. Colts at Steelers, and obviously the big injury we're looking at here yeah. is James Conner and that shoulder. Yeah, James Conner has been just a warrior for the Steelers this year. He's just battled through multiple injuries, and now this is his fourth one. So it sounds like a true game-time call. Jalen Samuels is going to return this week after his uh, meniscus tear. He missed three games. It was kind of a surprise and inactive on Monday night, but obviously the Steelers were just giving him you know, an extra week to rest in yep. anticipation to get him back. So, yeah, I mean, if, if – James Conner misses this game, which I, I have no idea. I think it's a true 50-50 call. Right. Uh, Jalen Samuels will be like a borderline RB1 play this yes. week. Because the Steelers are going to be without Benny Snell, who also needed knee surgery yes. for his meniscus too. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so 
that is something to look out for, and that's an early game, which yes. is, which is good news for fantasy owners because you don't have to worry about uh, sort of riding that wave in the later uh, in the later contest. So uh, we'll stick with the Steelers. I'm not starting Mason Rudolph this week. I, I, I suggested playing him last week only because it was the Miami Dolphins, and he still didn't look all that great. Um, just the Dolphins' defense made him look better than I think he was. Uh, he has some deer in the headlight moments still, and I'm, I'm just I'm not yeah. feeling him. Even in two QB leagues, I think you start Juju. Uh, it's not the greatest matchup. Deontay Johnson has has warranted our attention. Let's just put it that way. Uh, after putting up a nice line and making some great catches, man, Deontay, in that contest against Miami. Deontay Johnson's been huge for the Steelers this year. I mean, in three full games with Mason Rudolph. Deontay has three for 52 and one. He's got 677 and one. And then last night, or excuse me, last week against the Dolphins, he had another great game with uh, five catches and another touchdown. Yep. Uh, I, I actually really like Johnson again in this game. I think, you know, the Colts do a really good job of keeping everything in front of them. They play a ton of zone coverage. So, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, maybe Johnson can get beat deep, uh, can, get, can beat them deep once or twice in this spot here. Yeah, uh, I am starting... Uh, Marlon Mack in this contest that's 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 pretty obvious otherwise uh, T.Y. Hilton you know you're gonna play him without question uh he he should be he should be a, a fine start this week Eric Ebron I say you probably play him if you're desperate at tight end which many of us are but Jacoby Brissett is is sort of uh he's becoming this year's Ben Roethlisberger in that he's very good at home but on the road he's mediocre and he's on the road this week and I would fade him. Steelers defense against quarterbacks, you know, they, they, they've gotten the job done yeah. uh, after week one when they when, when they had a tough matchup. But I, I would be fading Brissett. Brissett is a guy that unless the matchup is very, very favorable on the road, is going to end up being uh, on the sit side for me in most weeks. You know, I just think there's better streaming options this yes. week, frankly. I mean, Gardner yep. Minshew is an amazing play. Derek Carr is an amazing play yep. this week. Uh, Sam Darnold, obviously, against the Dolphins. I just think there's some higher upside yep. options. Yeah, no doubt about that. And... Uh, uh, other than that, I mean, any other Colts we're looking at? I mean, Zach Pascal, you never know what's going to The Steelers are awful against the slot, but the Colts yeah. don't offer anyone that we really can get excited about. Yeah, T.Y. Hilton, they'll move T.Y. Hilton to the quite a bit, I bet, in this matchup. But outside of that, yeah, there's there's really not too much to like here outside of Hilton and Mack. Yep. Uh, Jets at Dolphins. <laughs> Speaking of not much to like. But but there is, though, in this game. Yeah, well, on the Jets. There, there actually is, though. So I would not be surprised if the Jets lost this game. Number one, I'm just saying, um, I, I played Sam Darnold over Kyler Murray. It's going to end up biting me in the keister, uh, but I do like Darnold in this matchup. If you look at the numbers, listen, and that's what we do, guys. You know, you got to trust the process, and the Dolphins are horrible against quarterbacks. They have been all season long, so I've got Darnold in there, and, you know, he's turning the ball over a ton, but the Dolphins don't force a lot of turnovers, so I feel safe w- with Darnold there as a streaming option. This could finally be the game that Le'Veon Bell breaks out. It could oh, finally yes. be the game because the Dolphins are brutally bad against running backs. So, oh yes. if you are thinking of sitting Le'Veon Bell, which most people are not, uh, unless those who are, like, rage sitting him because he's been a bust this season, don't do it. Play him this week. Now, in terms of wide receivers... I really like Jamison Crowder in this game. Yeah, I, th- I think Robbie and uh, Robbie Anderson and Jamison Crowder mm-hmm. are good plays in this game. If you really like, if you're just they're, they're I mean they're fantastic receiver three and flex plays. I mean Miami just just think about it. They have they have just basically not played pass defense this year. I mean they yeah. lead the league in terms of their explosive plays allowed. That's twenty or more yards. Uh, the Dolphins have allowed a top twelve fantasy pr- uh, receiver performance in four of their last five games. I mean, I think they've given up the most top twenty four fantasy performances among receivers all year. Yep. Uh, yeah. Get Crowder and, and Anderson in your lineups, especially like in twelve team leagues. As, as a fle- they're just great flex plays this week. Yeah, both and, of them are. Yeah. And uh, in terms of injuries, we're waiting to see what happens with Chris Herndon. Yeah, I don't think they're going to get Chris Herndon back. It does. I mean, this has just been you know hamstrings linger with these skill position guys. And it seems like this one with Hernan is, is really lingering. It does not sound, I, I read a report this morning, this morning uh, from Adam Gase basically does not sound like they're going to get him back for this spot. But you mentioned Le'Veon Bell. He is an amazing, amazing yep. play. This is a huge squeaky wheel spot for him. I mean, he's yep. playing every single snap for the jets mm. and 
you know, for the last five weeks, hasn't gone over 100 drives from scrimmage, but I, I think Bell gets there and, and smashes. In yeah, spot. and I and I talked about this last week where I had uh, made a couple of trades to get him. I'm buying low on him because the schedule is very favorable, and this is uh, where that schedule starts to be extremely attractive for Le'Veon Bell. Jets defense is obviously a must stream this week. Uh, no defense that has faced the Dolphins has finished worse than tied for ninth in points, Yeah, which is ridiculous. And the Jets defense is all that great. So I'm, in the back of my mind, I'm almost thinking – Oh man, is this going to be the week where like that defense that faces Miami doesn't live up to expectations? But um, it, we'll see what happens there. Yeah, it could. Their run defense is still really good. I know. Yeah. Uh, so on the Dolphins side, Mark Walton is a nice sleeper this week. The Jets are giving up yeah. the second most fantasy points to running back. So uh, if you picked up Walton and you need a flex, I think he is a worthwhile option. I would honestly, I think I'd start Walton over. I know you like Jordan Howard this week, but I think yeah. I'd start Walton over Howard just and the, Hyde. Uh, just, just because. Uh, yes, I have him over Hyde. Yeah. In PPR leagues, just because Walton has the potential to at least like get five to he eight six targets. targets. Yeah, he had six targets. He yeah. has the potential to at least see five or eight. And you know, if he he played eighty seven percent. Mm-hmm. of the Dolphins snaps in his first start. Basically, I think that led all running backs last week in terms of snap rate. So, you know, I get it. It's the Dolphins. We don't want to play any of their guys. But, you know, Mark Walton's a pretty he's a pretty solid RB2 flex play this week, I think. Uh, even even in this spot here against this Jets defense, that is pretty solid against the run. But if the Dolphins get in the red zone, which they're actually doing now with Ryan Fitzpatrick, I think Walton could get in the box. All right. So uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick has a revenge game. Every game is a revenge game because he's played for half the damn league. Um, the Jets are giving up right around 18 fantasy points per game to quarterbacks on the road. Two QB, super flex. Yeah. Fitz. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I think Fitz is always in play in, in super flex leagues just because he's so highly variable. <laughs> I know, right? He's so much fun. And what about the wide receivers? Yeah. I mean, are we looking at Preston Williams and Devontae Parker as potential flyers this week? Yeah, they're fine. I mean, they you know, over the last like month or so, they've been averaging like right around like four catches and 50 yards per game. You basically just need them to score, which Devontae yeah. Parker randomly has been doing this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will say last week, the Dolphins did get uh, Alan Hearns and Albert Wilson back in a little bit more involved. And if they're going to kind of be running out a rotation of these guys and spreading yeah. out targets, it's not, not necessarily a situation you want to be invested in. But I do think this week, both Preston Williams and Parker are fine, like deep, deep sleeper plays if you're in a 14-team league. All right, moving on. Vikings at Chiefs, and the big injury that we're looking at here is Adam Thielen. Yep. You know, again, I'm not really entirely sure what's going to happen here. It sounds, I think Adam Thielen is trending towards playing, but they could give him one more week. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, I, I'd be shocked if he plays this week again. I mean, the, just think about it. I mean, the, the the Chiefs can just cruise in the AFC West, especially with the Chargers way down at three and five right now. Oakland is really their, <laughs> randomly, Oakland is kind of their main competition, I think, uh-huh. in that division this year. Uh, I, again, I'd be pretty surprised if Mahomes plays, but keep your keep your uh, eyes locked on the Thielen injury. It does sound like he's going to return, though. Yeah, and then uh, Kirk Cousins, to me, is a nice play against the Chiefs. Quarterbacks are averaging over 20 fantasy points per game against them at Arrowhead Stadium. Uh, Dalvin Cook, duh, stardom. Stefan Diggs. Now, this guy is one of the hottest wide receivers in fantasy football, and I'm not telling you that you should sit him because he's one of the hottest wide receivers in fantasy football. So you've got to play him. I, I would just tell you this. Kansas City is giving up fewer than 17 fantasy points per game. The receivers lined out wide. They have been really tough, underrated in terms of stopping outside wideouts. So you're playing Diggs, and I think you still play him with confidence, but if he does put up a stinker this week, uh, I mean, the Chiefs defense could be partly uh, to blame yeah. there. And uh, obviously, if Thielen is out, that means more targets for Diggs. And again, Diggs is a guy you're starting. But the Chiefs have been tough. They've only given up three touchdowns all year to receivers lined out wide. Yeah, they've done it. You know, this is a little bit what they did last year, too. They just like keep everything in front of them and just basically just don't allow themselves to get burnt deep. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they do give up a ton of fantasy points to the slot. And if Thielen plays, I think you've got to get him in your lineup. Move because, him into the slot, yeah, yeah. Because Thielen is always in the slot when they go into three receiver sets. Yep. He's going to make mincemeat of their secondary if uh, if he's active and, and, and playing a bunch. Matt Moore um, and the Vikings have been giving it up to quarterbacks. I don't know if I trust Matt Moore, though. Uh, I believe I have him right on the borderline of my top 20. So maybe a two QB super flex option in fantasy leagues, assuming Mahomes is out, which we all sort of expect him to be. That Chiefs backfield 
is literally like there's gray hairs on my head that have come directly from trying to figure out what the hell's going on with that backfield. And we had a little bit of a grasp on it the last few weeks. It looked like McCoy was the guy, although he wasn't doing anything. And then he coughed it up. Damian Williams came in, scored a touchdown, and now we're back at square one. I can't trust any of them. Yeah, just don't. I'm not playing any of them. Yeah, just don't play these guys. I mean, we could chase this running back committee when Patrick Mahomes is in there just because of the red zone, the obvious red zone opportunity uh, with Mahomes on the field. But with Matt Moore back there and, you know, the Chiefs, you know, seemingly having a different game plan with the running backs every single week between McCoy and and Damian. Yeah, just just try to avoid the situation. You're you're playing uh, Tyreek, the freak. I mean, that's obvious. You're starting Kelsey. That's obvious. Any other Chiefs pass catchers that we trust? Nope. Okay. Moving Definitely on. not Sammy Watkins. Moving on. I know, like, Nicole Hardman <laughs> got in the end zone last week, but, uh, yeah, that's about it. Uh, moving on, Titans at Panthers. Now, uh, first thing we want to talk about here is our pal Ian Rappaport, uh, NFL insider extraordinaire, is reporting that uh, Cam Newton is not close to coming back. It looked like he could potentially be getting closer last week, uh, based on what we have heard. And now... He is going to Green Bay to visit Dr. Robert Anderson, who is a renowned foot specialist. And we may find out a little bit more about whether or not we're going to see Cam Newton again this season. Yeah, it doesn't sound good. I will say, I'll say that. I'm bearing the lead there. But it, yeah, it does not sound good for Cam Newton. Look, Kyle Allen has played well. I think he's acquitted himself fine in this offense. But I think for for long-term purposes, the Panthers are dying to get Cam back because when he's healthy, he obviously just lifts yep. the ceiling of this of this entire team. But yeah, uh, you know, it's it's sounding it's sounding like Cam might be closer to getting shut down. So if, you know, if you were mm-hmm. picking him up this week and stashing yeah. it, it's probably, it's probably best to let, I him, had let su- him go. I had suggested doing that because... Yeah, I was doing it in a few spots. Last too. week, uh, he actually went through his rehab routine during pregame warm-ups and it looked like maybe he was getting a little bit closer and now he hasn't practiced the last couple of days and uh, that foot is not healing and um, it's a problem. So yeah, I agree with you. If you did go out and get him, and there's somebody on the waiver wire that that you could use on your team or or maybe stash like a backup, like an Alexander Madison, I I would cut ties with with Cam Newton. Yeah, you know, him going to see Dr. Anderson here is obviously just a sign that they're trying to figure out what's going on with this foot and why it's not getting any better. And yep. uh, Cam did not elect to have surgery. They let they elected to go with, you know, this kind of a, you know, kind of a rehab treatment. So for me, I, I don't I don't expect to see Cam in anytime soon, really. Yeah. Yeah. That, that would be uh, that would be my take on that as well. All right. Let's get to the game now. Ryan Tannehill has looked good. Uh, 19 plus fantasy points in two straight games. Not sure I trust him out of two QB leagues this week against Carolina uh, on the road. Derrick Henry is a very good play. Stinker last week. I warned you. I warned you. That Buccaneers defense is no joke against the run. But Carolina's coming off of giving up four touchdowns to Tevin Coleman. They've given up 10 rushing touchdowns this year to running backs. So uh, Derrick Henry is a guy that you're starting. Corey Davis disappointed me last week. And uh, A.J. Brown was not all that great either. Are we trusting any Titans wide receivers in this game. Oh God, man. Look, I, again, I will completely, I'll keep standing for Corey Davis and AJ Brown in the show. They're, they're super talented. These guys need to be continued to be stashed on your benches in fantasy leagues. But yeah, you cannot trust these guys in fantasy. The biggest problem here is pass volume, right? I mean, like even with Ryan Tannehill, he gives them more of a chance, mm-hmm. but they're just not seeing any targets. I mean, both of these guys have seen six or fewer targets in seven of eight games this year. Um, you know, Delaney Walker's absence will, will maybe even help the volume just a little bit, but uh, you know, Johnu Smith will be back in play as a streamer option if Walker misses. And and really that's kind of it on this Titan side. I think Derek yep. Henry has a huge game though. I think you're right on that. Delaney Walker has missed practice all week. It's Friday morning. We don't know if he's practiced or not today, but it looks like Johnu Smith is going to end up being uh, uh, an option for you as a viable streaming. Yeah, tight I, think, end, yeah, I think he's the uh, top streaming week. option option again yep. this week. Yeah, no doubt about that. Now let's flip over uh, to the Panther side. We talked about Cam Newton not going to play uh, anytime soon. It seems Kyle Allen. I, I don't love the matchup this week. Again, two QB super flex leagues uh, is his limitation. I'm starting DJ Moore this week. We don't have to talk about Christian McCaffrey because he's Christian McCaffrey. I think Curtis Samuel is a guy that you can potentially utilize as a flex in a deeper league, maybe a third wide receiver. 
I like Greg Olson this week, though, and he has sucked for a long time. Like this, is, He's been awful for basically ever since Cam left. He had that one good game with Kyle Allen, and that was it. But the Titans have given up four touchdowns and four top nine fantasy tight ends in eight games this season. So I'm rolling with Olsen. Yeah, crossing my fingers. Yeah, the biggest problem, man, is he's he's essentially been phased out of this offense over the past month. I mean, Moore has 32 targets. Samuel has 30. We know McCaffrey's always involved in the passing game. But Olsen has been down just with 15 targets over the last month. Um, Obviously, you mentioned the the matchup is right. The spot is right. But he's basically, you know, we can't really project him. Like if you just do raw projections, you can't really really project him for many more fantasy points than like Jonu and TJ Hawkinson and maybe even Darren Fells. Uh, Molson's basically just dropped down to, you know, low end tight end one. And yep. that's not saying literally that's not saying anything. I know it's funny, too, because this is the second year in a row where, you know, you, you talk about a player like last year was like Trey Burton. It was like, oh, hey, Trey Burton is a he's a tight end one. But that doesn't say much. Yeah, doesn't a- doesn't anymore. mean anything. It doesn't mean anything, yeah. you know, this season and last season, because the position has just been so, so bad. So. Um, that's what we're looking at there from the Panthers side of the ball. Moving on Redskins and bills. And there is a lot to like in this game on the Buffalo side. Yeah. Then there's a lot of injuries on the Redskins side. They are coming to this game extremely banged up. Case Keenum is in concussion protocol. We'll talk about what his impact to this game will be. Adrian Peterson hasn't practiced all week. He, he somehow battled through a high ankle sprain and a low foot issue, I guess, on Thursday night last week. He hasn't practiced all week with that injury, and it sounds like Chris Thompson is going to miss again with turf toe. He hasn't practiced yep. since week six. Uh, quickly, let's talk about the Redskins here. If Kay, Without Case Keenum. There's nobody that you can play. Yeah, Adrian I, Peterson, I, I think, is a desperation flex. Uh, and if Darius Geis is available in your league, please go get him. Uh, I've talked to him. He's feeling good. Uh, not sure when he's coming back, but that schedule for the Redskins is very favorable for running backs the rest of the season. So uh, I, I, I don't feel terrible if I had to flex Peterson this week with four teams on a bye, yep. uh, depending on what your needs are. But you're, uh, listen, if you've watched Dwayne Haskins play football in the national foot, he is not ready. Yep. He should not be a starting quarterback in this league, and he's potentially being forced to do that. Uh, last week I watched the game. Uh, he had, and, and you know, Terry McLaurin, played college football at Ohio State with Dwayne Haskins, you would think they'd have a great rapport. And maybe they do, but things come at you fast at the National Football League level. And there was a couple of plays there. There was one where he overthrew McLaurin completely. Uh, He was wide open. And then there was another one where McLaurin had gotten behind the defense. I mean, and if, if Dwayne even looked up, if he, if he looked downfield, he sees him, he's wide open, he's scoring a touchdown. Instead, he dumped it off. Yeah. Uh, So... I, I can't play. I can't play Haskins. I will say this: McLaurin's also got a really good schedule down the stretch. He does. After this week, when he probably gets shut out by Tre'Davious White and his quarterback, uh, I, I would be looking to to buy low uh, on the rookie out of Ohio State. Moving on to the Bills side, I'm starting Josh Allen. I like this. Uh, I like this matchup against the Washington Redskins. What are we looking at in this backfield, though? Because last week Singletary had a lot more snaps than Gore. But they were also playing from behind. Yeah, you know, I think that's a little bit of just the game script here. Uh, Singletary was up at a 70% snap rate, like you mentioned, playing a bunch. But he didn't really see the ball. I mean, he only had three carries, saw six targets, obviously scored. But, you know, I, I think ideally, Fabs, if, you, if you've been stashing or, or relying on Gore or Singletary at this point, you, you really... Uh, you really should look for some better options because I think this this is just a complete headache here, and, and really I don't think we can trust any of the uh, any of the usage uh, at all. I mean, Gore is going to be involved on early downs when they're ahead, and I guess Singletary will be the main back when they get behind. But um, it's just not a situation I don't think we can really rely on too much. But this is just another good spot for Josh Allen and John Brown. I think. John Brown, yeah, no question about that. So. Uh, and th- this is that this is like that that middle part of the really good matchups for Josh Allen. He is in a stretch of games where he has got just tremendous, tremendous matchups. You know, in Miami, Philadelphia uh, this week, he's got Washington. I believe he's got Miami uh, again coming up in a couple of weeks. So uh, continue to start Josh Allen uh, if you don't have one of those elite quarterbacks on your roster. Moving on, Buccaneers. Seahawks. What are we looking at for injuries? Oh, yeah. I love this game for fantasy. The really the only injury that we're looking at here is O.J. Howard. He continues to not practice, has not practiced all week with the hamstring injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cam Brate, man. What like what are we doing? <laughs> Cam Brate uh, gets a full time role last week without O.J. Howard plays on over two thirds of the snaps. Season high saw six targets and only caught three. And O.J. didn't practice today. So for 32 yards. Yep. Um, I, I mean, if you if you 
again, any any Seattle's given up the fifth most yards and the fourth most points of tight ends. Yes. If so, look, if you have it, if you have a pulse and you have a projectable four to five targets. And yes, you are a playable tight end. But Cam Bray, man, I just I don't have it. Uh, any confidence because Chris Godwin and Mike Evans are just the horses here and, and Bray's just going to get, you know, whatever is left over. But yep. yeah, the spot is right. The, the, you know, he's, pl- he's going to play, but again, I just don't really have much confidence that Cam Braid has any talent to, to, to really capitalize on this opportunity. By the way, if you go on NFL.com and go to Cameron Braid's player page, or if you go to my stardom and sit him tight ends, there's a photo of him. He looks exactly like a blue eyed Aaron judge. <laughs> exactly. Like, honestly, like go to it. I'm like, freaking Aaron judge, man. I will. They, it looks exactly like him. Anyways, as a Yankees fan, it just, I was like, yeah, freaking Aaron judge. Uh, anyways, every week, you know, Jameis Winston is like Carl. He is like Jekyll and Hyde. We don't know what the heck to do with him. You know, and he's putting up numbers. He's turning the ball over a ton, but he's still putting up some numbers. I like him this week against Seattle. Yeah. I, I kind of like him. I mean, that's the thing with Jameis. Like, if you're going to play him in fantasy, just don't watch the game. because No, you're it'll gonna, drive you nuts. Because you're going to think he's going to be terrible. But he ends up, like you said, putting up solid fantasy numbers. You know, you, you mentioned the crazy thing is, is Jameis is turning the ball over at the same Jameis rates. And he's yep. doing the same Jameis things. But... He's finished as a top 13 fantasy quarterback now in four of his last five games. Had a really bad game in London against, yeah, uh, the, Pan- against the Panthers. But he still threw for like over 400 yards in that game, which is just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, if, you're, if you've been relying on Jameis, uh, this is another decent spot to go back to him. But again, uh, you know, it's, it's Jameis. It's Jameis. It's, it's weird when you like a quarterback who's facing a defense that you would stream. And I would stream the Seahawks defense this week because Jameis. That's the Jameis Winston special. Machine, you can that, play Jameis Winston in your fantasy lineup, and yep. you can also use the defense against right, him. Very right. odd. Very right. odd scenario. Uh, the, Buccaneer, the Buccaneers backfield, good luck with that. Just disaster. I, I, I mean, I guess Ronald Jones would be the preferred option, but I have no idea because that thing is just a, a mess. Uh, at wide receiver, <laughs> start Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. I'm not telling you anything you don't already need to know. Uh, and, and Seattle, I mean, is the same kind of thing. You're starting Russell, duh. You're starting Chris Carson, duh. Although this matchup is not great for Carson, still playing him. Tyler Lockett is a oh my very good play, potentially a top eight play at wide receiver. And DK Metcalf, he's not getting a ton of targets, but he's getting a lot of targets in the red zone. He's running a lot of routes in the red zone, and he's cashing them in. He had a couple of touchdowns last week, and I think he is a solid play this week. He's running over 80% of his routes on the outside, and the Buccaneers have getting smashed by wide receivers all season long who run their routes on the outside. So Metcalf is a good play. Uh, let's talk kicker. Jason Myers, I like this week. <laughs> I, listen, man, you know what? People need kickers, dude. Yeah. They need kickers. I like Jason Myers this week. Yeah. Uh, real quick on Lockett. Yeah. He's going to lose his freaking mind yes. this weekend, man. Yeah, I think so, too. This Bucks team has literally zero chance at stopping him. And if Jameis and, and this passing offense can kind of keep pace and force Russell Wilson to actually throw the ball, mm-hmm. You know, you know, it's a crime again. Real quick, let me get on a soapbox. It is a crime against humanity that the Seahawks only threw the ball twenty freaking times against the Falcons. Yeah, twenty times. I know. Look, uh, okay, you got up, you got up quick. Fine, whatever. You got up to a big lead, but oh my god, the game ended up. The game ended up twenty-seven to twenty, and Wilson ended the game with twenty pass attempts. Yep. Can we please like replay this game from last week and I know. have Wilson throw it at least isn't at least thirty times? Isn't it odd that the the best quarterback in fantasy football arguably had one of his worst stat lines against Atlanta? Yeah. Well, that's Brian Schottenhammer for you. That's fantasy football for you. Yeah. Uh, moving on, Lions at Raiders. There's a lot to like in this game. Uh, I think the biggest injury is probably Josh Jacobs, who's dealing with a with a banged up shoulder, but I believe he's going to be okay for this contest. Yep. And he is a must start. The Lions are giving up 31 fantasy points per game to running backs. That's a league high. Uh, Matthew Stafford, who has, I mean, last year Matthew Stafford was like basically in my sitem portion of that column every week in the second half. Every week. Now. Dude, he maybe he's not a must start. He's a damn good start against Oakland. Yeah, he is. I, I agree. I think Stafford is. I was wrong about Stafford for fantasy this year. I, I wish I had him on more teams. The Lions have kind of opened this thing up a little bit. They're, you know, obviously the carry on Johnson injury is forcing their hands a little bit, uh, but they're they're throwing a little bit more than I think we all kind of expected. And this matchup is fantastic against yep. the Raiders. Yep. And uh, I think this game is going to shoot the hell out. This, yeah, this game has a lot of firework potential because Lions secondary has started to fall apart. They've started to show some cracks. Derek Carr doesn't turn the ball over like yep. at all. Uh, the Raiders are going to have a ton of possessions in this game uh-huh. and control the script. Uh, I think pretty much everybody in this game is a start. Uh, Marvin Jones, uh, Kenny Galladay, obviously you want to get those guys in your lineups. And Tyro Williams has been 
so consistent yep. for the Raiders each and every week when he's been out there. Yeah, back to the Lions. I like Danny Amendola this week. If you're hurting for a flex starter, the Raiders are giving up. They've given up seven touchdowns to the slot this year and an average of nearly 23 fantasy points per game. And Amendola, you know, it sucks too because Amendola had done nothing and I dropped him in, in the Scott Fish League and then he just goes bananas and somebody picks him up. I'm like, God darn it. Yeah. I do have Chris Conley in that league, so I'm okay. But Amendola, I, I get it. You know, like just when we think we can trust Danny Amendola, he right. throws out a stink bomb. Yeah. The matchup here is right. And that's my thing real quick. I mean, I think if it's in PPR leagues, you can you can get away with playing Danny are there, Amendola. Are there anything but anymore? Yeah, well, yeah, there's quite a few play people that play in standard leagues, which are basically just touchdown leagues. Oh, but, okay. uh, yeah, I think you can get away with, with Amendola and PPR leagues mm -hmm. this week. But, again, like you mentioned, his usage is just all over the place. Yep, exactly. I, listen, it's the a roll of the dice. A, the matchup is amazing. But it is a – right. It, it's it's one of those matchups where you're thinking, eh, you know what, I could probably do worse. Uh, Devontae Adams and the Packers visit the Chargers for a home game. For, for the Packers, <laughs> as we mentioned earlier, because StubHub is going to be filled with green and yellow because that's that's sort of uh, what happens now. The Chargers uh, don't really have a home field advantage. They don't really have a home field. Uh, regardless, Adams uh, was officially limited on Thursday. Uh, we don't have his practice participation report for Friday morning yet, but this could end up being a potential game time decision, and this is a West Coast game. Yeah. So if, like, I... I saved a spot for Adams. I, I, I put Emmanuel Sanders on the bench because I was hoping that that didn't work out for me very well uh, because I'm hoping Adams plays. But if he doesn't, you have to make sure that you have some sort of insurance going uh, either in that game or in a later game uh, because Adams right now, at least he's trending in the right direction, but I don't yeah. know if he's going to come back. If I had to guess, I think he's going to play this week because he was back in practice, like you mentioned, in pads for the first time on yep. Thursday. We'll see what his practice designation is today on Friday. Uh, the only tough, really difficult thing this week is it's a 125 game uh, on the on the West Coast here. Mm -hmm. uh, Lions Raiders is also at 125. Browns Broncos is at 125 as well. Yep. Uh, so if you if you have any players on your bench that you know any receivers like Marvin Jones or Cortland Sutton or something, you know you'd be in a pretty good situation to kind of uh, mix in Devontae Adams if he does not play. But I, I think I think his chances. I think it's trending in the right direction for him because he's missed he's missed a month with the injury. The Packers said they wanted to you know really give him some time to get mm -hmm. right, and I think he's I think he's getting really really close. If he doesn't return this week, he's definitely and be back for week 10. Yeah, well, that's good news for those of us who have uh, Devontae Adams on our fantasy football teams because uh, he, he hadn't been putting up great numbers. He had that one gigantic game, uh, and, and Rodgers has been playing great football lately, so it'd yeah. be great to have him back. Devontae hasn't scored yet this season in any of his four games, and I think when he comes back, he's he's going to start ripping. Yeah, let's let's, uh, let's all hope so. So uh, sticking with the Packers side, uh, Aaron Rodgers is playing great football right now. As I mentioned, he's a guy you're going to have in your lineup that's pretty obvious. Uh, if, if Adams is out, which Packers wide receiver do you trust? None of them. <laughs> I mean, Alan Lazard, uh, yeah. you know, didn't put up a huge line last week, but I, he was more involved. I just don't know if you can really trust any of these guys. They're just using, they've just used a true rotation without Devontae Adams. I mean, mm -hmm. Alan Lazard is basically, he's been the best player out of the bunch. He's seen five, uh, he's, he saw five targets last week, caught another um Caught all five of them for 42 yards. I, I mean, I guess Lazard's maybe the best play out of all, out of all of them, but like Jimmy Graham's usage has just been all over the place this year. And Jimmy Graham is like his play has been all over the place. Yeah, this year. he has scored fewer than eight fantasy points in all but one of his last four games, and the Chargers have only allowed one top ten tight end all year yeah. long. So I get it; the name you know is attractive to some people, right. but I. I mean, I'd rather play Johnny Smith over Jimmy Graham yeah. this week. I was going to ask I'd you. I play Greg Olson over Jimmy Graham this week. I mean, there's a and not that I have a whole ton of faith in some of these guys, but I just have less faith in Jimmy Graham. I think especially I, if Adams comes back. I mean, I know I just ripped on Cam Bray, but I think I'd consider playing Cam yeah. Bray over him as well this yep. week. I mean, yeah. it's just it's just Jimmy's just at this point in his career. It's just so such a low floor. And, and you know, he's even with Devontae Adams out over the last month, Jimmy Graham only has 17 targets. That's it. Yeah, it's not good. That's, no, that's terrible. It's not good. Uh, moving on over to the L.A. side of things and Philip Rivers, who has really I mean, he has not been that same quarterback that we've seen in the past where you draft him late and suddenly you've got a QB one, a borderline QB one on your hands. It just hasn't been the case this season. Uh, and I would fade him against Green Bay. They're giving up 
an average of right around 15 fantasy points per game to quarterbacks this season. So that's that's a tough matchup. Yeah, you know, it's so weird. Like Keenan Allen has been, I, I think Keenan Allen's going to come back and have a good game here. His his target share has been back up. He's seen double-digit targets now in back-to-back games. But it's, yep. it's weird, right? Like we want to play all these Chargers guys. We want to play Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Hunter Henry. But Philip Rivers, like you mentioned, yeah, kind of hasn't been uh, producing for I'm fantasy. Not, uh, Mike Williams, Ugh, I'm, I'm done with him. I'm, it, you it, say that and now he's going to catch two I know, exactly. We haven't scored a touchdown all year long, but it's been every week. This is the week. This yeah. is the week. This is the week. Uh, he has been a, a longtime member of the sit-em portion of my column, so uh, I'm going to continue to fade him. Now, is this the week that we get the real Melvin Gordon back. Uh, this is a great matchup. Yeah. I'm playing Austin Eckler. I mean, I am going to play him. Uh, uh, the man. Packers are giving up right around six catches a game. The running backs, you know, they're giving up over 25 fantasy points per game. The running backs make me feel good here because I'm I, in, I'm in a league with a bunch of uh, MLB players, including Adam Wainwright and my running backs are shot to H E double hockey sticks. So I traded him Lamar Jackson to get back Matt Ryan and Melvin Gordon. And I am so afraid of that trade. I had to do it. Make me feel better about this. I, I'm not going to feel better. I'm not going to. I thought we were friends, Graham. We are, but I'm not going to make you feel oh. better here, man. Like Melvin Gordon last week, he, he obviously has the 19 yard rushing score. But outside of that, he literally did not do anything for fantasy. Once come on, man, had 17 carries for like 15 yards on his other seven. Uh, excuse me. Seven carries for 15 yards on his other seven carries in that game. Yeah. Uh, if Melvin Gordon doesn't score, I, I think it's pretty clear that he's going to be dusty for fantasy. And, and he's just basically not involved in the passing game like we've seen in the past. It's all echoing. Yeah at this point well let's see if that offensive coordinator change has anything uh, oh god what what if what if anthony lynn let go of ken wisenhunt to get melvin gordon more carries i'm gonna lose my mind uh, well as someone who just traded (laughs) no i know you just traded not particularly against that whole scenario austin eckler and keenan allen are just so much better targets than melvin gordon at this point yeah Um, those guys deserve the ball way more moving on this one ought to be fun browns and broncos I remember the, when everyone thought the Browns were going to actually like compete against the Patriots in the AFC. Whoops. Eh, not so much. Uh, so Baker Mayfield, sit him. At this point, he's been my sit of the week at quarterback like every week. And at this point, it's just comical. I'm going to yeah. keep putting him there. It's until just, he plays the Dolphins. Yeah, just and then yeah. maybe I'll put him as a start. Just keep keep the placeholder warm for Mayfield. Quarterbacks, uh, I mean, you know, they, they've had six touchdown passes and averaging 10 points against the Broncos. You just don't mess with that Broncos yeah. defense. They're really good again. Uh, that's why we had Brissett as a fade last week. So... Here's the question. Nick Chubb, obviously you're starting him. Um, Odell Beckham Jr., not so obvious? Yeah, I, I think we can... It really, it's the same It's the same conundrum we faced last like, week. kind of have to play him? With Beckham, yeah, you just start and pray. I mean, Chris yeah. Harris is going to shadow him. I, I think Beckham, Beckham can be any cornerback in the NFL. It just comes down to, you know... What type what type of usage are we going to get from Beckham? I mean, he's he's seeing a, a career low in terms of his targets. Mm-hmm. His catch rate is at a career low. He and Baker just have not shown a lot of chemistry this and year. And to be fair, Baker's not getting much help from his offensive line. Yeah, of course, Baker doesn't have a lot of time to throw. But again, this is another pretty tough spot for this duo. I think yep. you have to you have to play OBJ because he has that weak winning appeal. And frankly, his his floor hasn't been just terrible. It's not like he's you know not you know, scoring any points. I think he had 10.1 points last week against mm-hmm. the Patriots, which isn't terrible. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Against that team. Uh, Jarvis Landry, uh, fade for me. Uh, the Broncos are allowing 55 yards per game to the slot, the third fewest fantasy points. Uh, so he, he is someone that I would keep on my bench. And th- what's interesting about this game is that you can actually stream both defenses because yeah, Brandon, Allen. Brandon Allen is starting for the Denver Broncos. And this is what I was afraid of. I had talked about trading Corlin Sutton while his value was wicked high last week. And, and I did that. I was able to get Philip Lindsay in a trade for him in the league where I did have a share of Sutton. Now you're looking at Brandon Allen and potentially Drew Locke down the line. Because yeah. I don't know if Joe Flacco is going to play football again this season. So yeah. The, with that neck injury. The Broncos have already said that he's going to miss at least at least a month with the neck injury. And to me, that just signals that when Drew Locke is back, that they're going to try and give him a shot and just see what they have. Yep. The Broncos know they're dead uh, in this division, especially with the Chiefs and, and Raiders uh, looking pretty good. The Chargers are sitting at three and five. The Broncos are just going to go in full on evaluation mode. Yep. Uh, I just really hope, Fabs, that Brandon Allen's emergence into this offense or him starting in this offense just mm-hmm. doesn't kill Philip Lindsay and Royce Freeman because e- yeah, even no. though they've been in a timeshare, you know, Lindsay's been a great RB2 again, and, and Royce yep. Freeman has been a very, very solid floor flex and RB2. And the Browns are giving up 4.6 yards per rush. Uh, they've given up three top six fantasy running backs. So, you know, Lindsay and, and Freeman are both in play as, as I think Lindsay more of an RB2, Freeman more of a flex uh, in this contest. And speaking of Corlin Sutton, you probably have to play him. Uh, he's been he's been tremendous. But 
now we have to see. We have no, I mean, I have no idea how None. Portland Sutton's going to perform. The, I will say, too, the Browns got Greedy Williams and Denzel Ward back a few weeks ago, which has helped their, yes. their secondary a bunch. Uh, so not only is he going to be you know, playing with a new quarterback that's ostensibly their third-string quarterback, mm-hmm. but uh, the, Brown, the Browns are finally healthy in the secondary, too. Tougher opponents so, uh, with, with, those, with those DBs back for, for the Cleveland Browns, so uh, we'll, we'll see what happens with Cortland Sutton there. Uh, no other Broncos wide receivers that I trust. I'm not, uh, Noah Fant is not doing it for me. I saw the target share obviously had gone up last week. I just, I'm, I'm out on him at this point. Uh, Patriots? At Ravens. Yes. What are we looking at for injuries? Um, Interesting stat here, guys. uh, And I talked about this on the show, and I put it in my column, too. When Rex Burkhead is active, Sonny Michelle is averaging 6.9 points per game. Yeah. When Rex Burkhead is out, Sonny Michelle is averaging 17 points per game. Burkhead was active last week. Yep. Michelle had 7.4. Burkhead is probably going to be a question mark again this week. And uh, considering that this is a Sunday night game, you probably have to play Sony Michelle. But keep in mind, uh, number one, the matchup is not great. Road game against Baltimore, and they're going to be fired up against the 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 mighty Patriots uh, in Baltimore. And if, if Burkhead is active, that is going to hurt Sony Michelle's ceiling. Yeah, agreed. I mean, Burkhead played last. Burkhead played last week, and and again. It didn't play a ton, but just taking those few snaps away, yeah. just because there's so many limited snaps in a game, uh, yeah, it definitely limits Michelle's floor. And I think really the only thing we can count on in this backfield for the Patriots is just James White finishing every week as a PPR RB2. Because yep. he's yeah. doing it every single week. Uh, really quickly on the Ravens side, Marquise Brown is questionable yes. for this game with an ankle injury. Uh, a true game time call. I, I just don't, I think you should just completely play No, I'd safe. fade him, dude. Yeah, play it safe here. It's an 8 o'clock game. You and, won't and there, have any other options. Patriots. I mean, there's yeah. nothing to like go, about yeah. that. Yeah, go, go somewhere else with uh, if you've been relying on Marquise Brown. Um, without without Marquise Brown, though, I think this is another good spot for Mark Andrews because he's been getting shoveled targets as their top target. Yeah. Uh, the, here's the thing. Now, the Patriots typically, what do they like to do? They like to take away the opponent's number one option. If Brown is out or limited, uh, I mean, he's not going to do anything regardless uh, against this defense. I'm really, I'm really Mark, interested to see what the Ravens do game plan. Yeah, me, right? me too. Because I mean, you're looking at the numbers, and the Patriots have basically held every position to next to nothing. But I mean, they have not, they have not given up more. Uh, they're giving up six six points a game to tight ends. They've given up one touchdown to a tight end all year long. They're giving up what, 3.4 targets per game. So defenses yeah. aren't even going there. Yeah, it'll be really interesting to see what the Ravens try to do to beat and counteract some of this Patriots uh, Patriots attack. I'm, I'm Honestly, this is, I think, the game of the week here because Bill, yeah, Belichick, be Bill Belichick plays a ton of man coverage, but we know you do not want to play man coverage against Lamar Jackson because he can just break contain and rip off big runs. Yep. Uh, I'm, I'm very interested to see what Belichick will scheme up against the Ravens, but the Ravens have had like almost two weeks to prepare for this game. They're coming yep. out of their bye. Mm-hmm. Um, are, are we starting? I mean, listen, anybody who, who tweets us that, you know, should I start Lamar Jackson? You better have something real good like Russell Wilson to, to consider uh, sitting him even, even against the Patriots. But Tom Brady, right? We playing him this week? Yeah. 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 I think Brady's fine this week. I mean, look, at this point, Brady – especially without Rob Gronkowski, I think we've kind of seen the ceiling is a little bit lower. He obviously got off to the hot start this this season with two or more scores in every game, but has since cooled off over the last five weeks. I think, you know, Brady just sort of is what he is for fantasy at this point. He's just kind of a low-end QB1, and I think you can you can rely on him in, in some shallower leagues. But, but yeah, I, 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 I'm really excited for this game, man. I, I think this is going to be a, a really good one. And uh, the Ravens, you know, probably will be without Marquise Brown. Um, so they're going to have to trot out Miles Boykin and, and Willie Sneed against the Patriots just shut down corners. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how Lamar is going to beat them through the air with those guys. It's, it's going to be really fun. Yeah. Uh, now, moving on to the Patriots pass catchers. So in Julian Edmonds must start. I mean, that's, yeah. that's, that's pretty obvious. Now, uh, when we look at usage from last week, you know, Mohamed Sanu added uh, in a trade, second, second round pick uh, was sent over to Atlanta for Mohamed Sanu's services. And last week, Sanu played uh, 53% of the offensive snaps. Uh, he was far behind Edelman, obviously, and then Philip Dorsett played 92%. Are we, do we like Philip Dorsett this week? Are we expecting Sanu's snap rate to increase this week? Yeah, I, I am. And I, I think both Dorsett and Sanu at this point are kind of just 
I would be very, very beware of them in, in my in my lineups just because I think this will eventually turn into some sort of, you know, essentially a situation where the Patriots aren't throwing enough to support Sanu and Dorsett and mm-hmm. Edelman because Edelman is obviously the main uh, the main guy, the only guy really we can rely on uh, every single week in this offense. Uh, you know, Dorsett is their, is going to be their field stretcher. Josh Gordon uh, was released off IR yesterday. But again, man, like it's just it's one of those things where it's like if we're only going to see four to six targets for Dorsett, it's probably just a situation you want to avoid yeah. in fantasy. I just think there's just a ton of really good receiver plays this week. And, and just I, I don't I'm, I'm not even sure you have to even consider starting to Philip Dorsett. Like if if uh, D.D. Westbrook doesn't play this week, yeah, I would Conley. rather play Chris Conley. Yep. You know, I like Amendola as well. I, I mean, like Amendola. I think yep. I like Amendola a little bit more Jameson than Dorsett. Crowder. Yeah, it's just yep. it, there's just so many good receiver plays. I just don't think you have to rely on Dorsett or Sanu. Yeah, uh, very interesting to see what the Patriots defense does this week from a fantasy perspective. This is the really this is really their first test. They've been playing a lot of just bad teams. And now uh, you, you've got you've got uh, a hell of a quarterback there in Lamar Jackson and, and, a, and a good team on the road in Baltimore. So last game, my beloved Dallas Cowboys uh, in New Jersey to face the G-Men and Dak Prescott is a must start unless you have, uh, you know, someone, for example, like Lamar Jackson and you have to uh, or Russell Wilson. But Dak was the QB two uh, in week one when he played the Giants and uh, the Giants defense. I mean, you know, they, they made they made the trade uh, to, to get Leonard Williams. Um, you know, maybe that helps, but <laughs> they're going I, all in on run defense. Yeah, but but I, I am not. I, I like Dak a lot. Uh, he's in my top five this week. I like Michael Gallup a lot this week. Uh, he is a guy who's a wide receiver to flex at worst. Um I'm obviously Amari Cooper and Ezekiel Elliott are going to be in your lineups. Cowboys defense is streamable. Daniel Jones, as much as he looked like a potential fantasy star last week against Detroit, it was Detroit, and he's turning the ball over a lot. So the Cowboys defense uh, is certainly one to watch. Now, on the Giants side, what are we looking at with Sterling Shepard and his injury status right now? It seems like he's getting closer. Yeah. But then every time we think he's getting closer, he ends up inactive. Yeah. You know, Sterling Shepard, this is his second concussion of the year. Obviously, the Giants are wanting to, you know, make sure that everything in terms of his testing is right. He, he returned to a full practice again on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Uh, was in a non-contact jersey early in the week, so I guess he's trending towards playing. I don't think we can rely on Sterling Shepard on on Monday night. I, you know, it's going to head towards a game time call, and you won't have any other pivots outside of like maybe Darius Slayton yeah, or, right, exactly. or Michael Gallup. Um, but if if Shepard does return, I'm kind of interested interested to see if Daniel Jones can support all of these Giants pass catchers, right? Because mm-hmm. Golden Tate over the last three weeks without Sterling Shepard has been a great PPR play every single week. Yep. He's got six for 102, 680, and 885 on the game logs. Evan Ingram obviously is is a must-play every single week. But if Sterling returns, I'm, I'm kind of concerned that, that Tate, Ingram, and Shepard might just eat into each other's target share enough mm-hmm. because the, the Giants have had so many injuries this year. It's kind of skinnied up their target share for most games. But uh, Shepard's, you know, maybe returning might muck that thing, uh, muck this up a little bit. Yeah, I think for fantasy purposes, like you said, I mean, you can't wait around to start him. I mean, I've seen him drop in some leagues. Uh, he, he's certainly worth a roster spot if he's going to be healthy, but it's hard based on a Monday night game unless you have someone else that you can put in. Like, I'd be starting Michael Gallup ahead of him anyways, but maybe a Darius Slayton just in case. Uh, it may not be worth that risk, though. Um, so that is your slate of uh, Week 9 contests. And um, you got any parting thoughts this week my friend uh, and I know you said that the Patriots and the and the Ravens were like the game that you were really uh, sort of interested to, to watch this week uh, for me from a fantasy perspective um, I really think that Buccaneers Seahawks yeah. game is going to go like off the rails yeah I, I think I, so it's going to be fun just from an uh, just from just a my personal like viewing standpoint I, mm-hmm. I'm most looking forward to Patriots Ravens but for fantasy yeah Bucks Seahawks yeah and I also want to see I want to see what Jordan Howard does to, I, to his former team too Bucks Seahawks I really hope goes off because yeah. there's that that game could be so much fun all right guys so just uh, uh, another couple of reminders remember that uh, that London game on Sunday morning. 6.30 Pacific time. Now, here's the good news. The clocks go back. So oh, you get good an point. extra hour of sleep. Wait, I thought they go back. Fall the back. Eighth. Nope, they go back this weekend. Oh. So we fall back and, right, that's correct. We fall back this weekend and uh, so you get an extra You're hour right. of yeah, sleep. You're right, yeah, the third. I was wrong. So 
at least that will help you get up and uh, be maybe a little less grumpy. When yeah. You have to check the inactives for, uh, you know, <laughs> if you have D.D. Westbrook, for example, uh, for Jaguars and Texans. So make sure you're up early. You check that out. Watch it. I believe this is our final game overseas. In it London. is. Yep. Uh, Rich four. Eisen, Kurt Warner and the guys are going to be doing that game. They'll do a, a bang up job. And um, uh, we uh, we get things kicked off early. It's always fun, like when you're on the West Coast and there's a game like before you even wake up and you wake up and it's like middle of the first quarter and like, oh, yeah, football's on. It's freaking awesome. Yeah, this is great, man. Wake up and watch football. Yeah, it's great. It's like it's like NFL Christmas, man. By the way, we're less than two months away from Christmas. I can't believe it. It's crazy, man. All right, guys. Um, hope you enjoyed the podcast make sure you go out there and rate and review check us out on monday when we will be back with marcus grant in the meantime good luck in all your week nine fantasy football matchups and uh, we'll see you soon You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah! And some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that! A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in! Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it! Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand, it's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products, it's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Com.com slash compatibility.